Gardening doesn't just happen when the weather is warm and sunny, because all that stuff out there, it needs attention all year long. This is Ask This Old House. I'm Chris Ermides. So you put in a lot of time and energy in the garden over the summer, and now that the weather has changed, you're probably wondering how to keep the plants and shrubs healthy so that they all come back in the spring. That's exactly what's on Ben and Rachel's minds. Am I right, guys? Yep. Yes. First of all, does anything grow in Texas? <laughs> and are there seasons in Texas? There's uh, hot and less hot. That's what I yes, thought. exactly. <laughs> so tell me a bit about your yard and about your house. We just bought this house, and the yard doesn't have a lot of like flowering plants, I wouldn't say. But there is a lot of what I would consider to be like ground cover or like real, from what I understand, like drought tolerant type plants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is good for us because it, uh, especially in the summertime, it doesn't rain a lot here. So can you guys tell me what kind of plants you have in the yard and, and describe it for me? We've got some yellow elders, some lamb's ear and purple heart. All right. I have no idea what any of those look like, but <laughs> <laughs> so the lamb's ear, the purple heart, the yellow mm-hmm. elder, it's prolific in the front yard, sort of spreading anywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Okay. If mm-hmm. I were driving down the street and I came up to your house, like, can you describe what I'd see in terms of where the house is in respect to the road and how much yards there and what kind of shape it's in? Yeah. So, uh, the house is, uh, offset from the curb, a good I don't know, 20, 25 feet or so, and it's a straight shot from the curb to the front door. And on either side of the sidewalk that leads in from the street, there's a couple planters that are probably about 15 feet long each and maybe two or three feet deep. That's where the lamb's ear, the elder, and the purple heart are. Okay, so they're they're raised beds? The plants aren't up higher. There's just like a little wall between the plants and the lawn. Okay, okay, I think I get it. It looks like there was a tree at one point in the front yard and they had to take that tree down. So I think we were wanting to do some work in that because it's one of those like awkward, like there was probably something here and then we just tried to cover it up with this like round, you know, lay of bricks and some wood chips and then just some of that same kind of like shrubbery. But it just looks kind of odd. All right. (laughs) Especially with the dead patches of grass like we're not sure what is causing that we have we're lucky here that we have in-ground sprinklers and we've gone and checked it when they go off in the morning and it seems like that area is getting water so we're worried maybe it's some kind of pest underground that's killing that and from what our neighbor told us he said it started small and it seems to be spreading Hmm. so we're a little nervous too is like once we kind of pull that dead grass out like if we reseed or put sod down is it just going to be killed again Mm -hmm. (laughs) the grass is not cooperating (laughs) yeah it just looks very unintentional so how can we help so i guess my question was all this stuff basically because it's pretty drought tolerant it just kind of keeps growing and growing and what's the proper technique for like pruning it back so it looks like it was meant to be there and it didn't just kind of like start growing for no reason you know mm-hmm. what's the proper technique for trimming it back and mm-hmm. keeping it looking keeping nice? it in its boundaries it's kind of 
going out into the yard and getting into like the walkway and everything. And we're just not sure if we just start trimming at the ends. Is that going to kill the plant? Is it going to look terrible? All right. Just to recap, you need some help trimming back the plants. You want to figure out what's up with the dead grass. Yes. And do you guys have any, if you're new to landscaping, I guess it's probably safe to assume you're new to landscaping tools. Do you have any landscaping tools? (laughs) No, no, we don't, we don't have anything. anything. We right. actually don't even have a lawnmower right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've been paying someone to do that right now, but we're yeah. on we're we're investigating. We're we're mm-hmm. wanting to do something electric cordless, so mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit more of an investment and we don't want to just go into that half without yeah, without like finding that. the right tools. Yeah, so you're we're very trying smart. to be really cost efficient and not make decisions that we're going to regret. <laughs> smart. That's very smart. Well, Jen Nuwata will get you all set up. Great. Great. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Thank you. After the break, Jen Nuwata will get us pruning with the best of them. Okay, so we need some help from the green thumb around this old house, Jen Nuwata, our landscaping expert. Let's give her a call. Hey, Jen, it's Chris. Hey, Chris, what's up? So Ben and Rachel recently moved into a house in Arlington, Texas, and there are some plants out front that need pruning. And they're wondering how to go about it so that the plants are healthy and ready to come back strong in the spring. But before we jump into their specific question, are there some basic rules for what time of year you should prune your plants? So that's a great question, and really it depends where you live in the United States. The USDA has a hardiness zone, so according to your climate, that will dictate what plants you can, whether it's trees, perennials, shrubs, that will dictate what kind of plant you could have there and what time of year you should do the pruning back. Okay. Down there, if they're cutting back ornamental grasses, perennials, I would say January, February, definitely for grasses, because here's one important thing with ornamental grasses. They're big and beautiful, but if you don't cut them back, then next year's growth is going to be coming up. So in January, February, cut them a couple inches from the ground, and then all the new growth will generate and just be beautiful. Otherwise, it's going to come through the existing ones that are there that look half dead, and then you'll be like, I'm the worst gardener ever, when all you had to do is cut them back. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you drove by my yard recently. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with respect to Ben and Rachel, they have lamb's ear. Okay. So that's a perennial. Yellow elder and purple heart planted in the front of the house. And those plants are sort of growing into the walkway. Mm -hmm. And they're wondering how to cut them back to neaten it up basically so that it doesn't you know it doesn't look so i mean with, with most perennials you here's a couple of things you could do you could either cut them back and shape them from pouring out on the walkway or maybe that plant has outgrown its space so what you could do with perennials perennials are meant to be divided they multiply over time so you would dig it up depending on what it is some are more sensitive than others but if something is overpowering your walkway i would dig it up and either relocate the whole thing or cut it in half and put half of it somewhere else so it's not overtaking any walkway space. How many times can you 
cut it in half. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think like, I mean, some grow more aggressively than others. And like hostas up north, I could dig up one and divide it into four. And then you have four new plants. Say you only want to keep two, give it to your friend or neighbor and down the road uh-huh. and just just keep on dividing. Otherwise, some perennials are more powerful than others and they will overtake the area. So the ones okay. that are more delicate, they're going to die off because they'll get pushed out of their space. So, okay. so the thing is, gardens are constantly changing, forever changing, and you got to flow. You got to flow with them, Chris. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But what does it mean to shape those plants? I mean, do they have a natural shape that you want to try and match, or can you just do whatever you want? The lamb's ear, it's going to grow more out than up. So all different perennials grow in different formats. Like some go vertical, some go fat, some drape over. So it really depends on what type of perennial it is. Like the one that's going out into their walkway, I might just grab it like a ponytail and give it a big haircut so it has a nice blunt edge and stays nice and tight and then the new buds could start forming where you pruned it and then with the lamb's ear like since those go more sideways i would just dig up half of it if there's too much of it and put it somewhere else that makes sense i I'm get, i think i'm getting See, the hang it's of this good. it's good and then with shrubs it depends on what shrub you have but rule of thumb is when you're pruning prune it after it flowers don't do all your pruning in the fall because then you're going to cut off the flowering buds for next spring. So when in doubt, prune it after it flowers. Don't let yourself or your landscape person come in with shears and give it a massive haircut. Because then people are like, oh, why didn't that bloom? Why didn't my lilac bloom this year? Oh, you had someone prune it in the fall. So here's another issue. Sure. They have some patches of dead grass in the front and it's not an underwatering problem because they've got a sprinkler system. Okay. So what should homeowners do when they see patches of dead grass like that? Well, first, you have to identify why is it happening. It sounds like they have an irrigation system, so it's not lack of water, maybe. But is it something underground, like grubs or doesn't get enough sunlight? You know, sometimes you plant a tree and five years later, you get a bald patch there. And it's because the canopy of the tree expanded and gets less light. So it's really about identifying the problem. And then if it is grubs... Say that's something underground, so you have to treat for that situation, right? You have to kill them. Right. Okay. <laughs> you have to get rid of them. Yeah. And instead of just putting grassy down or sod on top of it, because then it's just going to happen again. Okay. So identify the problem. And once you've done that, you have to deal with it. So if you have grubs, you have to try and remedy that. If it's a sunlight issue, then you might need to reconsider not putting grass there and turning it into a bed. Make sure your irrigation's proper and then add compost yeah. and then either apply sod or grass seed. And the difference between doing the sod versus the grass seed, is it just Sod a, is instant. So if you want something now, put the sod down. And if you can wait, use seed. And it's cheaper to do seed. Yeah. A lot of times, like up north, they say, if you seed in the fall, it's going to be a better lawn than putting sod down. Um, all right. So one more thing gardening tools um they don't have any and do you have any like kind of basics that you recommend yeah so for rachel and ben yeah like what would they need to kind of deal with the issues that they have uh to do all your pruning and reshaping just some simple bypass hand pruners they'll be your best friend that's one of the things i use pretty much every day 
hand pruners, a shovel for digging up and transplanting, a hard rake if you're going to incorporate compost into your soil for new sod. Okay. And then a rake for raking up leaves. Those are four tools that you definitely need. And for a guy who doesn't do any landscaping, like I actually knew what all of those tools were. I'm so proud of you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like this is all stuff Ben and Rachel can tackle. So they thank can you. totally tackle it. Just have fun when you're doing it. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Got a long overdue project at your house? Submit your project at askthisoldhouse.com. Ask This Old House was produced by Catherine Fenelosa at Rococo Punch. Production support from Sarah Chase. Thanks to Ben and Rachel Mayer and Jen Nuada. If you want to let us know what you think of the show, send us an email, ask at thisoldhouse.com. And subscribe to our podcast newsletter at thisoldhouse.com slash newsletters. Don't forget to watch our Ask This Old House TV show on PBS and in the This Old House app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. I'm Chris Ermides. See you next week.